Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Homemade Grognard here. Welcome to Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Yeah, I was just watching a video by Seth Sikowski about running RPG modules. He has a very good series. You should check him out on YouTube. Seth Sarkowski, Sarkowski, S-K-O-R-H-O-W-S-K-Y. Check him out on YouTube. But anyway, he was talking about running modules, how you should run modules. I've talked, I've talked about this before, what I do to prep to run modules and things like that. So it's nothing new. But it got me thinking on another, another path here about modules themselves. Modules are great, but as I've told before, I don't like to get quote-unquote module-bound. They are handy. They're handy for ideas and stuff. I've taken things from modules before. I've run whole modules. I'm just afraid if I get into a campaign that I'm going to be module, 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 and I'm not writing my own stuff. This is why I did one adventure of Astonishing Swordsman where it was mostly all my stuff. I mean, I borrowed that. I had I have a habit of borrowing things and stealing things. Like I used the Mouth of Doom from Rapanathuk as a dungeon that where they had to find some information, had to find somebody. So it's not like I don't use this stuff. Sometimes, a lot of times I use a piecemeal. But like an Astonishing Swordsman, I've run three, maybe four modules since. And... It's It's been pretty good. It's been a lot of fun, but I just feel so constrained to the module. I like running writing my own stuff, too. And as far as prepping for a module, he gives some really good ideas in there. Skim it, read it, read it again, make your notes, things like that. The, the normal stuff you're supposed to do. But I have a problem, and this is another problem. I tend to be ADD as far as games go. Now, I lean towards the class and level systems because it's easy, but I've done other things like Savage Worlds and Hero and all this other stuff. But I always go back to the class and level. I always go back to the D&D model of rules because I've played it so long, I know it backwards and forwards, at least the basics of it. I know different systems have different ways of doing things, and I can allow for that. But I tend to bounce from campaign to campaign, too. Right now, we are running Astonishing So Actually, right now, I'm running a playtest of Mutant Future for a convention. We took a break from Astonishing Swordsman for a couple of sessions. But we're going to go back into it when I get back from the from the convention, or even before. But we're going to get back into the, into the campaign. And I have nothing planned right now. And I like it. Because I have nothing planned right now, this Mutant Future thing is giving me a little breather to think about where I want to go next. Now, I could go get a couple of more Astonishing Stars modules and run those. No problem. Also, i got to take into consideration, characters are getting up in level now. They just made 8th level on a 12-level scale on Astonishing Stars. So I have to take that into account. And I'm really forcing myself i mean okay first of all i don't run anything i don't enjoy which i'm enjoying this 
by players. See, I enjoy mostly any game I run or play in because of the play, mostly because of the players. I also fussy about the systems I run and play in. There are certain games that I just won't, I won't deal with. I won't, I won't run like World of Darkness or things like that. I just won't run them because they're just not. Or Traveler, Traveler's another one. Sci-fi is a hard sell for me because other than like maybe Star Wars, whatever incarnation of Star Wars, usually I like the D6 Star Wars, but sci-fi is a hard sell because I just don't get as much enjoyment out of it. And so I just leave the sci-fi stuff alone. Mutant Future, Post-Apocalyptic, that's as close to sci-fi as I get. Because that's a little more relatable to me. But anyway, like I said, I tend to jump from system to system sometimes and campaign to campaign. Astonishing Swordsman, I'm kind of forcing myself to stay with this campaign all the way through up to 12th level. Because I want to see these guys grow into 12th level. And I'm enjoying the system, but I've always got other systems on my mind, in the back of my mind, over on the shelf, calling to me, if you know what I mean. And I know eventually I'm going to get back to something like Swords and Wizardry or Labyrinth Lord or something like my. I love Swords and Wizardry. I have no trouble running Swords and Wizardry. But Labyrinth Lord is that sweet spot, that BX sweet spot that I really love. But I'll probably end up going back to me to future to Swords and Wizardry complete. Now that being said, what do I want to run? Do I run want to run my own world? I'm getting to the point where I I can take it or leave it. I can take it or leave my own world, my own campaigns. I've done a lot of stuff in there, but I'm really wanting to run the Midderlands in either Swords and Wizardry or, or Labyrinth Lord. Probably Swords and Wizardry. But you see how the pull is to me. And I'm making myself finish the Astonishing Swordsman because I've already got another player, Carlos, the guy who usually runs 5e. He's getting a book, and he wants to run Astonishing Swordsman. And it's like, go ahead. I'd love to. I don't get to play in it very often. I'd love to play in it. I'd love to come up with a character and things like that. But as far as I can, I'm concerned... I'd like to get into the Midderlands. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of talking around the subject that I want to talk about. Modules. Modules are great to run wholesale. Modules are great to pull stuff out of to run. I've done that before, as I said. But you know what I really like? Books with plot hooks in them. Books like setting books, like the Midderlands, that have a butt-ton of plot hooks. Because to me, that's the nice medium. That's a sweet spot between running a module and running my own stuff. Running my own stuff in a pre-made campaign world, I worry about the tone a lot. Will this fit in? And Midderlands makes it a lot easier to do. If you got a system, if you got a campaign setting that's pre-published, it makes it easier for you to get the tone because it sort of jives with you then it's a lot better that way. So, Midderlands kind of calls out to me, and just, I've read through, and there's so many plot hooks, because you take a plot hook, you develop it the way you want. It's um, it's it's basically an idea book. It's an, If you can't come up with anything, it's a it's great way to ideas. And you got to pay attention, because sometimes there's plot hooks in these things that you don't realize are plot hooks. Anything they describe... 
where they don't go into great detail. I'm not saying you're going into great detail, but they don't go into great back detail in the background of something or say stuff like, well, this is starting to happen, but only time will tell and things that that's a cue right there. You can develop that into something. And what you do is basically make it your own. So I really like books with plot hooks. Give me plot hooks, man. I could go for a long time. I mean, I got adventure creation books too. And that's a good way to do it too. I've done that. But if you've already got ready-made plot hooks that I can just thumb through, and they're even like either either plot hooks in the in the supplement itself, but like the Midderlands here, like the Midderlands, you can He's got us. He's got plot hooks galore through the book, but at the same time, he's got a section for plot ideas. Let's see. Take this down here. Let me take a look real quick. I'm just gonna look in the index real quick here, and I'll just yeah, oddities of the Midder introduction of the Midderland, small towns, large towns, rivers and lakes, blah blah blah. Uh, new spells for, okay, creatures of the Midderlands, those are, and, okay, he's got a section here, adventures in the Midderlands, and these are all plot hooks, more adventure ideas, he's even put in here hex crawl ideas, and random locations, that's the kind of stuff, I, that's the kind of stuff I look for in books like that is what can I do to develop this my own way? And that's what you want to do. And these books are fantastic. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to make this episode all about the Midderlands, but, but you're getting my, the idea. You're getting the idea. Find like a supplement or things like that and look for those plot, plot hooks, look for those plot points that you can develop into something really meaningful to your game. Anyway, all right, I'm going to go start my day. So, if you want to talk to me about this, or you want to argue or whatever, you can email me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can voicemail me at Anchor, and as little as 99 cents a month, you can support my program, and I would appreciate it. Thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, and Mark, for supporting my program. I appreciate that. I really do. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.